What is a Swede vegetable? I don't remember, but it's uh, uh, like a root. <laughs> yeah, you get it. Get like it. one of those, uh, <laughs> like cabbage or something like that. It's something like that, I think. Like cabbages? Actually, oh, one of the oh, few yeah, things that I do have a, uh, a special translation page for is food and cooking utilities, because those are always difficult to translate. Like what cut of meat, what vegetables, what are they called, and so on. Oh, it's, it looks like a radish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, these are these are actually pretty pretty good. They're 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 like um, very starchy. Uh, also baga. known as the rutted baga, or the get this neep. It is the a neep. root vegetable. Rutabaga. This is the the rutabaga. Like the babadook. Is that something the babadook? Oh, it's babadook. the rutabaga. Rutabaga. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard that. I don't. Yeah. Know, I just don't know how to read, but I've heard yeah. of rutabaga. Okay. Oh, okay. okay. Rutabaga. Anyways, I mean. All right. Welcome to the hardcore casual. Let me talk about vegetables. gentlemen what's up how are you doing uh it's me manny c i'm sitting here with tie fighter buddha will and the one and only silvarian we are part of the hardcore casuals a collection of oddballs and content creators who's dedicated in bringing you the very best of games gaming and all things entertainment ladies and gentlemen welcome to the hardcore casuals lounge uh and oh baby I'm super, super happy to uh, to have uh, to have Silver over here. Part of the Hardcore Casuals was was one of my very first friends in uh, in Mixer, you know, and that's where we all where we all stream. Silver, how the hell are you? Hi, I'm doing good. Uh, I'm I was actually late. Surpre- no one who knows me is surprised by this, but I didn't realize that. European summer uh, winter time and American winter time are one week apart. <laughs> well, so uh, yeah, you were simultaneously late and early at the same time, which is weird. Yeah, that's just me. I still don't get why we practice that. It's not like we're, you know, farmers anymore. And even if we were farmers, it's not like we don't have lights anymore. I mean, the thing is, for for northern countries is actually really useful because it gets really dark here really dark but like so what i mean we have we have lights everywhere it's not like we're dealing with having to you know actually burn the midnight oil i mean it's like
it's dark. Okay. Like, I, so, I mean, maybe you have a different perspective, but like, mm-hmm. man, I, I, I don't know, man. Daylight savings is one of those things I could go off about. Because but there's, there's, there's still, uh, farmers. There's still, you know, people out there that they utilize the day, you know, and yeah, uh, here's the thing. When they're going to get up. It's fine. Like it's okay. So <laughs> they got say alarm it, clocks now. It gets light an hour later. Then they get up an hour later and go to bed an hour later. It's an hour. <laughs> what well, silver, silver? What's the thing? What, what, what were you gonna say? Yeah, well, I don't know how far south you live, but like that hour is actually like because obviously we're set to an internal clock. That's basically when it gets light. Right. We are more active, and that hour is actually pretty. And you have to consider this is something coming out of Europe that is further south than me. And that hour can actually do quite a lot for the body um, up here where we might get like six hours of sunlight in the winter. It doesn't help that much, but it does help a little bit. So it's it's a Eurocentric thing. Yeah, I'm I, mean, I guess I'm coming stuff. off a little aggressive. My disdain comes from the fact that I've seen uh, quite a bit of data about like there being, you know, increased car accidents, increased car accidents on the day of uh, mm-hmm. the, the switch because people are losing that hour of sleep, uh, and and decreased work productivity on those days as well. Hmm. And so for me, it feels well, that's uh, that's interesting, but yeah. I think it's it's more of a if you're north. Your your body will respond to that, and hopefully, as also it's on a Sunday, so that's good. That's good. They're putting it on a Sunday. Always on a Sunday here. It's the worst Karen. one. It's so so it moves. It's like see, um, I think it should always be on on a on a weekend. Like if it if it happens on a weekday, oh my god, freaking terrible, no, man. That's no good. It's freaking. That's why it's always always between Saturday and Sunday night when everyone. Is out it's drinking, anyways. Yeah, I wish. Right. <laughs> <laughs> anyways, uh, that's why I'm late. But but here's here's the thing. What I really annoys me is that, as far as I know, everyone else in the world changes at the same date, except America. I might yeah. be wrong about that, but it's such. An American thing. Come on, guys. Later is greater. Program. <laughs> for the, I, for I can assure you, Marion is actually not from the states. I don't. Know I am from was, Sweden. There um, it is. I don't right. know if that was made clear in the beginning. I no, it wasn't. But no. You can tell by my accent, maybe. You should uh, change but... your name to Swede Marion, and then there would never be <laughs> any questions. El Sueco, the idiot in, in Spanish. <laughs> it is it does actually mean sweet as well which is hilarious to us obviously uh, but anyways it is sweet as the vegetable i think what? um yeah mm-hmm. what's a what is a sweet vegetable i don't remember but it's uh, uh, like a root <laughs> get it, get like it. one of those uh <laughs> like cabbage or something like that it's something like that i think like cabbages Actually, oh, one of the oh, few yeah, things that I do have a uh, a special translation page for is food and cooking utilities because those are always difficult to translate. Like what cut of meat, what 
vegetables, what are they called, and so on. Oh, it's, it looks like a radish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, these are these are actually pretty pretty good. They're 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 like um very starchy. Uh, also known as the rutabaga, oh, or the get this neep. It is the a neep. root vegetable. This is the, the rutabaga. Like the babadook. Is that something the babadook? Oh, it's babadook. the rutabaga. Rutabaga. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard that. I don't. Yeah. Know, I just don't know how to read, but I've heard yeah. of rutabaga. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Rutabaga. Anyways, I mean. All right. Welcome to the hardcore casual. Let me talk about vegetables. Uh, yeah, we, about yeah. gaming. Yeah. Oh my God. I but I'm good. I'm though. just late. It's all good. It's all because... good. You know what, Silver? Silver, why don't we start it off? What we normally mm -hmm. do is uh, we start it off with um, what games have we been playing? You know, because we're we're all yeah. we're all gamers, right? Uh, we like gamers first, really, and then you know we like movies and all things entertainment. But <clears throat> what games have you been playing, or what have you been streaming? Uh, this week and why uh, well as you guys know or may know I do a heap of variety games I've played I play so many different games uh, the latest one is Project Hospital which just came out I've been I get really obsessive about games I play them a ton and then I don't play them anymore. That's basically how it goes. I already have nine hours in real Project hard. Hospital. What? Mm. Nine hours in Project Hospital? Well, <laughs> I'm shocked. I saw you. I was lurking. I saw you playing that yesterday. I think. Mm -hmm. Well, here's the thing. I if I do other things, I'm not going to close the game either. So. Oh, okay. 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 But I I've been playing it pretty hardcore. I have a lot of free time. But other than that, uh, the other day I picked up a vampire game because I thought that was thematic. An old game from 2000. It's called Vampire the Masquerade Redemption, I do believe. Yes, Redemption. Uh, and it has a great story. But to us, the graphics and the... UI and all that, the, especially the movement controls, oh, are whoa. extremely clunky. I'm looking uh, at Google images of it right now. Yeah, but like the story is one. amazing. Is this N64? No, this is a this is a PC game. I'm pretty sure. Okay. I have it on PC at least. I I bought it from GOG. For those because... listening. I'm looking at the graphics right now. If if you want a, a comparison, that's that's what my mind goes to. This looks like an N64 game. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm sure you're playing it on PC, and that's probably where it was. But like that's the graphical equivalent I'm seeing right yeah. now. Yeah. Sorry. Well, the graphics are are 2000. In 2000, they were great, but that's 18 years ago. Right. So, so the the Dang. characters don't have fingers. They have like. One little boxes like, and a thumb. Tall. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but like I said, the story is actually surprisingly good. The writing is really good, actually. The rest of the game is okay. It's it's okay. 
Um, some things are a little bit annoying, but it seems really good. We'll see if I play some more because some games are really difficult to play because you can't tab out of them freely, especially old games. GRG.com is really good. I buy all my old games from them because they make sure they work, unlike some other platforms. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, do you mean, what do you mean they make sure they work? They actually... Sometimes they recompile the entire game to make sure that it actually works. Like, they, one of their things is they take old, old games like Dungeon Keeper and, you know, all those games and they make sure that they, they repackage them so they work for modern systems. Often it's like DOSBox or whatever. Uh, so if you buy a game from them, you can be fairly sure that it actually runs no matter how old it is. I uh, I didn't know there was an there was an issue with with buying older games on PC and then oh yeah not work oh yeah I I never heard of that there are tons of like one of the things I'll tell you um older games like really old games from the eighties are often bound to CPU speed or, or directly linked so the faster a computer you have the faster the game runs right so does now, that mean it's like lightning speed yes <laughs> like all the animations are almost faster than the eye can see which is a problem if you have a real-time game like the old magic the gathering game oh, where everyone runs like their flash basically it's not so with another thing with dos box that you can do is actually restrict that so that it goes slower which i've had to do with some games hmm. but that's a good feature as well like but they make yeah. sure that the game actually runs and there's some games that uh, it's a little bit complicated technically but basically you have like a prime ram that's like internal and that uh, ram is like tiny because all it does is, I don't remember what it does. It basically just boots the computer up no matter what, right? That's all it's for. It's not for running anything anymore or anything. It's, let, let's say it's the, the bottom brick of all your memory things. And some older games are actually bound to that. They Here. don't use like the RAM sticks. So if you try to play those games, uh, they can give you an out of, a RAM error, even though you have like 50 times the required RAM, for instance. And they they can actually force the game. They probably have to change something, but there are lots of things. And obviously, nowadays, everything from now on forward, everything will be backward compatible. But back in the 80s and 90s, they weren't. Like yeah. they can't run and they don't run very well and everything gets messed up. This Fallout games, for instance, the first Fallout games are atrocious for that. So if you buy some of those old games, I would recommend that you buy them from GOG.com. 
because then you can be, again, fairly certain that they will actually run for you. I mean, the I, older I think, they are, the better it is to actually do that. I think like sites like that are actually like doing a service for, for like gaming history. You know what I'm saying? Like oh, at yeah. this point, trying to keep in mind like like all these old games and, and we're beginning, we're at a, we're at a point where, where a lot of them won't be accessible at all. Right, especially like the old console games and stuff. Like, you know, these these hardware systems are are going to break. So, how do we preserve this history? You know, um, I don't know. But uh, GOG is definitely doing doing some work. He's doing the Lord's work. Yeah, <laughs> they're, they're they do a lot of good things, but Steam just has a lot of upsides. Uh, like Steam Workshop, for instance, which is hard to beat. Uh, but I try to actually buy all my games from GOG because they also have like fair pricing and uh, no DRM. That's pretty amazing. Yeah. Yep. No DRM. Buy a game, play it forever. You can even, if you're a douchebag, you can buy the game, install it on your computer, and then return it <laughs> and get your money back. Interesting. But well, that's don't do that. Yeah, <laughs> that don't do that because if if people actually do that systematically, obviously they'll go out of business. They'll take notice if you keep doing it. Yeah. But if people go, do that systematically, they'll ruin the uh, the point that we don't have to have DRM. So be right. kind to them because. Otherwise, you'll get Steam with like three different DRMs instead. Right. And I, I, I'm pretty convinced of which one I want. But anyways, <clears throat> I've been playing Kingdom Come Deliverance as well, which is my game of the year, I'm pretty sure. I, I don't think anyone, anything this year will top that. I love Kingdom Come <laughs> Deliverance. What kind of game is that? Uh, so... Imagine if you've seen The Witcher, it's it's basically The Witcher, but it's trying to be historically accurate as far because they've actually done some actual research and you have these great codexes with all the characters that are in the game and all the cities and everything they put down. Well, this city was founded in this and this year and so on, like from historical records as far as it's possible. Obviously, they have some gamification, if you want to call it that. Like, they have healing potions because there's alchemy. Alchemy was a very legitimate thing, but I don't think they work quite like healing potions. Right. But, you know, you got to give the players something. You can't use them in combat anyways. So, uh, And you have a, like, once you start getting resting places, you have, like, chests where you can throw all your junk into and... If you get more than one, you can access that anywhere because it's just not fun. Like there, there has to be some, but some compromise in that, I think, uh, which they've done really nicely. But it's a very powerful story, actually, and there's so much to do. Easily, what is, what's, what's the core basics? Basis open of, of world. The story? Uh, well, 
it's basically about this young blacksmith's son and um, it's in a in what is it Czech Czecho it's not Czechoslovakia it's just Czech here I don't know what it's called in English but uh, they're basically being invaded by this huge army and there's a bunch of politics around it but uh, your village gets attacked by this massive army and you're almost everyone is slaughtered and you then you have to as a sim, pretty simple person you can do a lot and you can rise in the ranks of up to uh not nobility but like something close to it at least uh it's it's a good story like the the start before even the the title thing you know where created by blah 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 and that comes up it's a two hour prequel no really so wait a minute three maybe four hours even i think it's like a three hour prequel but it's great it's very emotional very powerful they've done it so well so let me just make sure I understand this. You pop in the game, directly get into the mechanics and everything, the actual game. Well, you get you you're in your like, village and you're doing things and you have yeah. a girlfriend uh like you do some little side missions and you get the basics of fighting in right. and so you and play, stuff like you that. You do this stuff for like 2 2 hours or so, get to know No, 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 no. Then you basically you have some fairly not lengthy but hefty like it's you do these things and then you get attacked and you have to run away uh and so on and you have like a little bit of a pre-story before that you get let into the world you know the tutorials basically uh but it's also very much stories you get you really hate these invaders a lot. That's actually after, pretty interesting. Like, so it's, and then once you're like, okay, you're free to do whatever you want, get out into the world. Uh, then uh, the like credits roll or whatever, and it's really powerfully done. Uh, like they tell a good story. I, I think it's excellent. And after that, there's so much to do. I spent. Three hours picking herbs. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yep. That's crazy. Yep. Well, uh, I think now, that's kind of crazy don't have that you to went, do you any went of that. Like... You, if you just want to go out and, and fight people, you can do that too. Right. Uh, yeah, of course. Of course. Hold, on one, hold on one second. And I, I really like that there are a lot of options. Uh. You, if you throw on the heaviest armor in the game, you're not going to be able to sneak worth a damn. But most of the sneaking gear is very uh, lightly armored. Right, yeah. Quiet armor is usually like leather or something like that. And then it well, it's, they actually have three values for their stealth. 
One is noise, which is the most important one. And like chain armor and stuff like that, you can wear three layers of armor, basically. Uh, so there's a lot of like in-depth, and the combat system is also pretty interesting and in-depth as well. Uh, one of the better melee systems I've actually ever seen. Uh, and you can go and like uh, like pick pockets and all that yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. stuff, right? Yeah, like um, yeah, and you can do like, and some of the quests you can solve by like you can solve a quest by fighting, or you can solve it by picking someone's pocket, or you can solve it by like convincing people. Uh, whatever, or you can solve, there's like many ways of solving even minor quests actually. Some of them are fixed and some of them also one thing is some of the quests, not all, but some of them do not wait for you. If you take a quest where people are sick, for instance, or, or injured, and you go off and do something else, they will die. I and like you would face that quest. It's like, I ain't waiting for you. <laughs> no, uh, you have a number of days, and like it's not huh. ungenerous. You're not on a, a that big of a timer. But if you wait too long, then they will die. And that happened to me. And I just had to live with that because I took all the, like you do in these games, you take all the quests. And then suddenly it was like, oh, oh no, these are injured people. I didn't realize that I needed to do this thing. And then it was just quest failed. And <laughs> I'd been riding around for like two hours and I wasn't going to load that back. So I just didn't. Silver, what's the name of that game again? What, what, what was it? Kingdom again? Come Deliverance, my game of the year. But, Kingdom and then it's Come like Siege and I've been playing some Fortnite Save the World and because my friends want to do that. And, you know, I, I play so many different games. Fortnite Save the World is one of those games that I've always told myself that if I had infinite time to game, I would have gotten back into to a degree. Hmm. The BR, I'm not interested in, really. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. But, and the forest with a, a, a physical life friend. But MechWarrior Online. No, there's, there's, a, there's lot a lot of games. There's a lot of games. But, uh, yeah, but if yeah, you want to check out this it. game, if you want to check out the game, and also uh, um, just hang out with Silver, check him out. His link is going to be in the uh, the podcast notes, uh, thehardcorecasuals.com slash podcast. You can see it there. But it's also um, mixer.com slash Silverian, Silver, S-I-L-V-E-R-I-L-N, Silver I-N. Um, there you go. Well, there you go, yeah. Um. Ty, what about you? What about you take it uh take up the Hey man? The next bit? Uh, what, I had a good week. I played a lot of Destiny this week, and I don't know what it was about this week that I'm like, wow, I need to play Destiny this week. But I played it like all week. Uh we <laughs> hit up the raid for the second time this week and got further this time. Finally beat that freaking boss that we were stuck on for like five hours the time before. So that was really nice. rewarding. But then we got to the end of that boss and two of the people in the party were like, nah, guys, I got like 20 minutes. And so we didn't really get to dive in deep to the next one. Um it's uh, the Morgath boss, for those who know what I'm talking about. Uh, so we're going to jump back in on Monday. And we're going if to, you, if you go back in before Tuesday, you get to keep your spot. So you get to keep your checkpoint. And so we get to pick hmm. up right where we left off and hopefully get 
significantly further. So that'll be fun. That and was then, a uh, that's a really smart um, system that you can actually it's super nice. Rate. It's super nice. It it's going to require some tweaking because um, uh, you can't reset it manually. You have to wait until Tuesday to reset it. Um, but the ability for me to play a little bit now, starting on Tuesday, and then kind of chink away at it for the rest of the week. Uh, really nice. So yeah, we're going to go back in on Monday. It's going to be good. But that's not the big news. And you guys were there for the big news last night. The wife and I finally beat Outlast 2. And that was oh, yeah. a very interesting time. Buddha was actually there in the flesh. <laughs> I was there. Uh, <laughs> for what that, I could. because <laughs> That game was something else. And that ending is is unlike anything I've ever experienced in gaming. Dude, you... <laughs> Can I can I say what happens here? Like, is this is this okay? Is this game old enough to talk about? I I, I don't I, know. I feel I, I, silver. I, mm. your thoughts. I mean, the ending. I wish we could. I, I wish we could talk throwing about. Throwing out spoilers and and uh, it's it's good when if you do it on stream, you can have the uh, like finger, like spoiler finger up. But right. if people don't want to hear it, it's going to be really All right. All right. Okay, here this is what we're gonna was, do. This is what we're gonna do. If you're on if you're on the Patreon, we're going to we're going to right now we're going to do a quick edit. We're we're going to go on the Patreon if you want to hear our thoughts of the spoiler chat of freaking Outlast 2. Is that all right with Good you guys? Idea. You yeah. mean do like a like a short spoiler cast? Yeah, a short spoiler cast. I can edit out later. Oh, okay. All, all right. right. So, so so when we come back, if you want to listen to what we what we're going to talk about right now, this is about Pod, uh, Tyler's, uh, 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 oh, Tie Fighters, sorry. Um, That's all right. <laughs> Tie Fighters. I'm, I'm not private about it. It says Tyler on my Twitter. <laughs> Tie Fighters uh, experience with Outlast 2, the ending. All righty. So we'll be back. What is a Swede vegetable? What, what, what? I don't remember. Vegetable. What is a Swede vegetable? Oh, it's Papa the rutabaga. T- rutabaga. Rutabaga. Wow. All right. Rutabaga. Rutabaga. Wow. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Oh, it's Papa rutabaga. Dude. Rutabaga. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard that. I don't. Yeah. Know, I just don't know how to read, but I've heard yeah. of rutabaga. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. Anyways, I mean. All right. All right. Back to uh, back to podcast. Okay, okay. And we're back. And we're back. And we're back. Ladies and gentlemen, spoiler cast is over. If you spoiler want to check it out, patreoncom slash hardcore casuals. Do it big. Absolutely. Uh, so that was my experience for the, uh, it's not a spoiler to say that I enjoyed it. Um, I actually like the world of Outlast 2 better than I like the world of Outlast 1. And I think the fact, like, I liked it because the world was less scary to me. Right. Um, Outlast 1 really was- touched on some really big fears, right? Because you're, not only are you surrounded by these these monsters with nothing to defend yourself with, which in and of itself is a brilliant premise of a game. But 
you're stuck in a building in rooms and in corridors with these things. And even if you quote unquote, get away, yeah. you're still stuck in this building with all these monsters. Yeah. And these corridors it was, with nowhere. It like, was, you're never free. And so it, that, that, like, that, that game really, it, 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 it filled my chest with stress, bro. I, I was like, yeah, so stressed but, out playing, that but game. I don't know. The psychology of this one was very different in that. Like, you could be getting chased by something in a cornfield, and as soon as I crossed over the fence into the next area, I felt safe because I wasn't in there with that person. I wasn't stuck in this inside right. with these things. Now, that shifts a little later in the game when you go to like the mine and you're in the mine 800 feet below the surface of the ground, uh, and there's some stuff going on down there. Uh, so you kind of get back to that, but the majority of the game takes place above ground, over the over the span of what I think is many miles. And so there's lots of open space, lots of air to breathe. And it just didn't feel as claustrophobic as the first. And so that that made it a little more bearable to me. Uh, however, if you are queasy or sensitive to mm -hmm. uh, graphic content, mm -hmm. I think this one was way worse. Way worse. It was, it was really serious. And we were really grossed out by a lot of the stuff we saw. Uh, overall, pretty good experience. Not quite as long as I expected it to be. I think we put a whopping uh maybe seven or eight hours into it uh and then we were done and that was it i was looking for like 10 or 12 and we got got about seven or eight but there you go that's what i played destiny and outlast um i'll jump in really really quick <clears throat> doom baby doom doom, doom is baby. freaking fantastic oh my god i'm loving doom I'm taking my time playing, you know, like a, a board at a time, you know. I love the game. I, 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 I the game good. is just so freaking good. The the mechanics of the it's an older game, it's an older game. It's on Game Pass. Um, so if you have Game Pass, you know, definitely, definitely jump in. I, like I, when I'm when I'm playing the game and the the people that come to visit, like it's old it's old hat to everybody, but but. They watch me play, and they're like, "Man, I need to re-download this." <laughs> yep. You know, uh, it's just a lot of fun. I can't wait for the sequel. This is this is going to be one that I'm super excited about, and I, I and I, I just want to run in through all the id games, man. I want to do Doom. I want to play uh, Wolfenstein one and two, and I am I am at the edge of my seat waiting for for Doom two. Uh, if it's well, anything you like played the, first one's the original Doom. Like the one from 1985. No, this or is whatever. the remake. This is the 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 ah. the. Uh, and if you haven't played, it's really really game. good. Yeah. Well, the old G. I Doom, haven't. I haven't played it. It's 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 not it's not bad at all. I I really really enjoy it. Like they have really solid pacing. Very. Uh uh. The the mechanics of it really enforce aggressive gameplay, and then it just it just coincides with this really aggressive metal you know rock music. Okay. And uh, the the way they they incorporated the the melee attack system is just so satisfying. There's something about it, it like you could almost feel what's going on. They they just did it so perfectly. The way the way the timing of it, the the sound effects, the music, the the dude, persistent the enemies, rip it, and tear, dude. The music is so good. Nasty. So yeah. good. I think uh, I would so infuriate everyone if I played that. <laughs> Why? Why do you say I that? Would go around looking for everything. 
for like no, I mean, oh that's a, definitely that's, that's oh definitely five so times many as long there's as so required. many secrets there's a lot of secrets exactly and they I even they even tell them they're like hey you found a secret like it's a thing and uh at the end of every level they were like oh there were you know seven secrets in this level you found one of them way to go idiot uh because that that was my experience i, I was really yeah. bad at finding replay it. <laughs> like, that's what i'm saying yeah, uh, there's a certain that. thing it's like triggering like i'm i'm near the end of, of something and i've been just trying so i spent like probably 30 minutes trying to find my way to go back to the beginning and i couldn't <laughs> you know i was like no yeah, i can't, I, I can't accept this as well like at certain points you can't go back after that so if you miss something out of luck you're screwed Exactly. Exactly. You know, I'm gonna have to go back, but but you can go back. My understanding is I haven't done it yet, but uh, you can go back and pick all these your the former nice uh things. But you know, either way, Doom, love it, and and of course, you know, Siege and and all the rest. But the 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 game that I'm talking about now, Doom. If you haven't played it, go get it. It's freaking fantastic. And boom, that's it. That's it. That's it. That's Buda, what about you? That's it. What about what about me? Well, you know, it's all about Forza Horizon Four. Yeah. More, more driving around, more doing things. Um, I think uh, right now autumn's uh, the season right now, so uh, trying to get all those uh, uh, seasonal challenges done. I think I've pretty much wrapped them all up pretty quick. Um, got to watch uh, Ty play a little bit of Forza. Um, I played a little bit of Siege with Manny. Oh yeah, look out! Look out that Will. was great. <laughs> I was I was a little disappointed because I really thought that the Madhouse was going to be a was it was going to be a PVE, and I I you know I was kind of like, oh man, you know I like PVE stuff. You know I could I could get into this, maybe get a handle on the mechanics of you know utilizing the uh, you know Siege and 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 get trying to get used to things, but no, it wasn't PVE. Yeah, but it's PvP. With nonetheless, <laughs> I, I I jumped in there and helped Manny out. Manny needed to get some kills so he get those packs. But um, other than that, I mean, uh, that's pretty much all I really dipped into uh, on a on a regular basis. There, it was pretty much Forza, and I played a little bit of Siege just to to help out Manny. But uh, that was it. That's all I had. Pretty plain. There you go. There we go. There we go. Well, you know what? We we we're, we're we're finding you know the games of the moment. I'm gonna be on on Doom until I beat it, and I'm gonna go. I think I'm gonna go directly into Wolfenstein and uh, and do that. There you go. But uh, I mean, but yeah, I know I know next week's gonna be a very low gaming week for me because I gotta. I got for those who don't know, I'm not gonna be here next week because I have a work conference I gotta go to. Uh, but you know, I'm gonna be on that uh that Switch Diablo game next week oh baby i'm taking that oh, with me nice, nice. oh um i saw on twitter uh they're they're releasing um grim fandango yep. on what? uh grim fandango was being released oh. on uh the switch yeah that's coming oh. to switch yeah oh lucas arts game the remastered one the remastered yeah that's like freaking sweet prepare to get your guidebook out <laughs> That game is fantastic. Uh, um, that's one of the it's great, great um, 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 double fine games. 
I you know I would really recommend it. It's great for travel too. I think it's a good it's a good Switch game. Interesting. Um, yeah, that would be fantastic. But the thing about those old Lucas Arts games is they can be kind of contrived sometimes with the solutions. That oh, they totally. Have. Totally. So having some sort of guide <laughs> for when you get stuck is probably pretty important. It's the stick the fish in the ear and spit kind of right. sometimes. <laughs> right. <laughs> some weird, weird combination of things. Right. And then when you do find out, you're like, you're, you're so mad. You know what I'm saying? Because like, how, how many hours have I spent like standing right there at this spot, but I didn't like, you know. Grab I didn't myself do it when the right. clock stri- struck three or whatever. <laughs> exactly. And right. right, right. But you know what? But, those yeah. are the joys of the of those old games. I mean, it. it they're those games are pretty short. Uh, usually, actually, if you just run through them, oh, the yeah. fact that they took so long is that you had to run back and forth before you. So it's like an artificial lengthening but like the humor in those games are so great great. if you like i said as an adult having some sort of guide that you just look at the moment you're stuck so you don't get frustrated but still try to like solve it anyways because you can kind of have a a logic like what's the stupidest thing i could do right now try that That's exactly right. And it's it's funny. It's funny too. Yeah. Love those games. I I love all of all of those those uh those old double fine games, man, the old LucasArts games. Uh good stuff. But wait a minute, what what is that that I hear? Do you hear that guys? I, I hear it too. It's what is it? It's time for the news, I think. I'm pretty sure. Time. Hey, we're there. Hey. We're there. Welcome to the news. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it was we were talking about this earlier. It was kind of a rough news week uh not a lot of like huge game breaking stories uh that happened this week in the world of games uh something did pop up yesterday we're going to talk to in just a bit and then uh i don't know if you heard uh but the streaming site that we all know and love mixer.com also got uh a big season two so we'll talk about that in just a second but before we get there let's uh touch on some of the uh, smaller stuff that happened call of duty has now officially uh, uh, revealed what its microtransactions look like. Uh, and it may take you a while to get there. So uh, this story is from, what are we at? MP first, multiplayer first. Uh, and it says, if you've stopped playing Call of Duty Black Ops 4 since launch in early October, you may have missed Activision's reintroduction of the black market. Uh, in a lengthy post by Reddit user, he does the math. If you want to get the tier 200 weapon variant, you'll need to spend $200 in real world money or buy COD points or spend 250 game hours, which is further complicated by tiers and events set on a time limit. What do you guys think about that? $200, 250 game hours. Does that feel like they're overdoing it for you know the top tier cosmetics? They want their money. Two hundred bucks. <laughs> this is such a get your wallet out thing. Um, I think this targets a lot of people that are like, because I think a lot of people who love COD now, and this is just me, have grown up with COD, and but now they're adults. They just don't have the time 
to play like they did when they were young. But they do have jobs, and so they bring out their wallet. This is a pretty disgusting way of milking people for money, in my opinion. Welcome to Activision. <laughs> yeah, Welcome well, to the gaming world nowadays. I mean, dollars seems like a lot of dollars. Now, granted, I mean, I I play Warframe, and Warframe is also guilty of having packs that are this expensive or more. Um, what do you feel about uh, what do you feel about either two hundred dollars or the equivalent there two hundred and fifty game hours? How does how does two hundred fifty game hours feel to get the top quality cosmetics? I mean, for me, 250 hours doesn't seem too bad. I mean, I'm 100 and something hours in Forza that's right now. That's what I was thinking. But I'm on time out. limit, that's the important part. On a time limit. Well, that's the that's the bummer about it. I mean, there's obviously, well, you know, I mean, obviously, you're not going to go after everything. You know, you're not going to want. Says you. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you know what I mean? You get, there's certain guns that you, you know what I mean? There's certain things that you want. There's there's gonna always going to be a certain skin that you want for the guy that you like to use, a certain weapon that you like to use. All those kind of things are going to be, you know what I mean? Usually you go after those things first, right? And then afterwards, it's like, well, you know, I kind of use this person every once in a while. I wouldn't mind having that skin. Or oh, I kind of use that gun every once in a while. I wouldn't mind doing that. So then that's where it, that comes into play where, you know, you know, no. some of those things you're going to end up getting, but you're not going to get. I don't know. I, I look That's at it like Overwatch. Not how if people were. What I want to know is, can you play for some of it and then pay for some of it, so you don't have to pay for all of it, or all? Is it all or nothing, or can you kind of mix and match? Because that makes it a little bit better. Honestly, I don't think that you should have to. Um, I don't know. It, it's, it doesn't say here whether you, whether it's the same currency or not. Because because uh, if you could like, all right, I'm gonna play like I have time to play like 50 hours or 100 yeah. hours, let's say, and then I'll I'll fill in with some money after that, and I'll pay um, 100. dollars Manny can speak to this because I know so like an equivalent game like Siege. Uh, Siege has two different currencies, right? It has renown, which you earn by playing, but then it has the siege points, which you buy. And so right. the answer to your question, Silver, would be a resounding no, because you can't pay for something with half siege points and half renown. Uh, but can you use your siege points, Manny, to buy renown? Can you use your siege points yes, to buy you renown? Can. You can use your siege points to buy XP boosters. boosters. And that okay. will Boosters. significantly boost your renown as yes, you play. But, it, but you, can't, you can't just go and buy it. You can't just go no. and buy renown. Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, you know, I've played a lot of Siege too, but I've honestly not been interested in that part. So I've never okay. bothered to look. Yeah. See, and that's my thought with this. It's like you're playing a first-person shooter. Why? Why do you care what your character looks like? With Fortnite, I understand because you're looking at them the whole time. Uh, but but you know, it's not about person, that. It's it about is, how people feel exactly when oh they gosh. know that they're not gonna get. It doesn't matter to some people. Yeah, and it's a some people are completionists. Like uh, Buddha, you do the completion page thingy for achievements and stuff, and play Guilty weird charged. games. <laughs> how does it feel like if you were at ninety nine percent and you couldn't get that last achievement? 
because it was on a time limit or you had to pay and you just oh you run across that a lot there's a lot of games out there like uh oh you've like talked about that games. but that yeah. must be in- incredibly frustrating it's a pain it really is it hurts and it really hurts i feel like this is targeting people who have more money than time and who are the kind of people who have to have everything uh, but it doesn't matter listen it's $250 or $250 or $200 or $250 hours plus of right. gameplay on a time limit. If it was like you have a year or whatever, or you have an extreme amount of time. What or, is the time like, limit, you can though? Do, pick it up next year or whatever. Yeah, then this is it wouldn't say. be such a big deal. But. Because it is such a large, it's 250 hours is, yes, we love games, but that's a lot of time. It is. A lot of time. 10 days. But what is, what is the time limit? Did, did it specify, like, how fast do you have to do this, or is it just something that's there? Like, certain, uh-uh. certain events... Hey, I'm thinking they're talking about the challenges where it's like, you know, the challenge is like a, a weekly challenge or a daily challenge. Type and you'll of get thing. more. You'll, you'll get like. Bonuses, yeah. Right? So if you're if you're unable to make those, like, say, daily daily challenges, uh, then you'd be basically missing out. Yeah, I'm sorry. This article plus. doesn't have more information on that, but um, it says at the bottom. Uh, someone has been playing every day since it was launched. Still only at tier 30 oh. I, and i well, don't know how long it was he, since it was launched but here's my thing is ultimately as long as there's a, a road map to get everything right through play but I, I think and, and this is, that these things are cosmetic only then it does it doesn't uh, matter if it much. has not been cosmetic can you imagine the outrage if it oh, had not oh. been cosmetic they yeah. could not have handled that's no. too much even for that's them too much. they're trying yeah. to ease their way back into getting milking people out of money because they tried the i mean they've had some backlashes let's be honest some fairly major ones and i they've been so big with this and the rulings of the gambling commission and all that stuff as well I think the companies have drawn back a little. And this is like dipping the toe over the line again of what's acceptable. They're always trying to push that line because they want to make money. It doesn't, we, what you have to think about is these companies have shareholders to answer to, and they have to try and maintain the balance between making the most money that they can. There's actually, they have to. It's the law in America. They have to make as much money as possible or they're actually liable. How crazy is that? But that's a fact. <laughs> People can do it. It doesn't mean that they do, but they can actually take a legal action if they feel that the company's not making as much money as they could be. Um, well, they're being financially I've, I've read that because I, pre- I was preparing to make an article about it like years ago. But uh, anyways, 
So they have to balance that with the fact that if people get too angry, they'll stop paying altogether. So you kind of have to drip or get as much out of it without having too much outrage so people actually stop playing. And right. this is towing the line. And this is what they're going to keep doing all the time. So we're going to see this. This is the AAA companies. The indie companies are not going to do this in the As same much. way. Not the same way. Well, not yet, anyway. I, 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 Unless they're free to play. I Well, yeah, the free to play ones. But Fortnite shows the model. But actually, no, that that model has been has been done in the uh, the mobile market. Oh God, freaking well, mobile well, games! <laughs> my perfect free to play model is uh, Path of Exile. Path of Exile have some. You, you don't have to pay for anything. Buying inventory is fairly important, but it's not critical. But it's fairly important to have some more space, but you don't have to have it. Uh, but then they also have these like supporter packs, and you can basically make effects uh, out of every single piece of gear and spell and everything in that game to make them look freaking awesome. And they really do look awesome, but they cost so much money some of those effects like a teleport town teleport spell can cost as much as a new game it looks amazing but you don't have to buy it that's the point and that's why they're making a ton of money because people want to that throwing money at them because they look really awesome they really do you can have burning footprints you can make your character look like a giant demon no matter what gear, you can have like pets, snakes, and all sorts of things, like little demons running after you, or or whatever you know, little cop miniature copies of, of monsters. And there's so much things, and some of them cost a lot of money. But the only thing you really need to like that's actually significant in the game is is inventory space or a stash space. But isn't this like the same thing though? Like no. If, if I, I really want these skins and stuff, I want to pay 200 bucks. Is, but if not, then I'm just going to play regular, right? I'm just going to yeah. play. Yeah, yeah, but here's the thing. Like, this is on a time limit. And you see, on on the way my mm. understanding, the time limit, the way I understand it, now I might be wrong, is is similar to, to uh, like, what Buddha said, the daily challenges. Like, there are certain things, like, in Siege that... that if you don't take advantage of the time limits, you're not going to get a boost, that little extra boost that pushes you in level, in XP and whatever, right? And those time limits are going to push you further and further. The more of those you miss, the the further over 250 hours you're going to be to to, to, to acquire yeah. everything. As, as far as I'm concerned, as long as there is a, at least a roadmap within some type of feasibility of getting all, all of the, uh, the core... Um, stuff, you know, then that's that's fine. Um, but but know, whatever. Think about that psychologically as well, right? You're if you get behind, if I get behind, then I'm gonna get more behind, more behind. Like they're probably causing oh, yeah. some people a great deal of psychological stress with that. Now, to be fair, 
for instance, Path of Exile do have seasons, which is why I very rarely play that because you play a character and then all your progress gets wiped if you want to play in that particular season with their specific things and stuff, which is very stressful for, to me, so I don't want to play it. And if you don't do that, you lose out and stuff. So I guess that's similar, but it's three months. You, some people... You can, make, uh, you can make non-seasonal characters, can't you? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And you have most of the, the important... They have three months... Every three months, they make major updates. Like major updates for free, for absolutely free. You never have to pay for any of that stuff ever. Which is why it's such a great. As a free to play player, you get literally everything forever. If you play Which... the seasons, you get extra stuff and you get to experience all these things. But your character gets moved to regular season after the season is done. And if you want to play the new season, you have to start a new character. I think there's a lot. There's a lot of similarities. The I think the core of it is but, the same. But, but but you don't have to pay for if 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 COD four releases new stuff. Let's say they release a uh, new character or new weapons. Do you think they're gonna make you pay for them in a dlc or do you think they're going to give everyone everything free i uh i i, I all right so let, i'll go back to a game that i that i know right so mm -hmm. siege is the is yep. the game so i agree i like how they handled their 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 core dlc right yes or their core stuff True. uh which is which is the most fair and that is you can get everything you you can legitimately yes. get everything for everybody right all the all the yep. extra characters uh but which is the important part which is important very important and you can you can unlock everybody for free and keep them forever and and that's fine now when you get the extra dlc lately they they've had some some things but they're frivolous they're not core to the game so you there are like like the Halloween packs. They gave mm -hmm. you some tidbits, some freebies, and that's just a taste. But if you want the rest, you have no choice but to to spend real money to get to unlock these new packs, which is just mm -hmm. a chance to get another piece, not necessarily buy the outfits and whatnot that you like. And I don't like that. I don't like that. So no. so I think there's a there's a fine line. I think it's wrong when they when they uh they cross the line from producing value, right? And and skins and things that that you are that you want to buy as opposed to in Siege's case these packs that you now have to buy in order to to try and get the things you you like and you, there's no guarantee for that. I think that is wrong. You know. What I'm I have yeah. I have something to say, but maybe we should let the other two in too, and because I feel like I'm hogging all the face. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, for me, I just, I, you know, it's the same thing in Overwatch. You know, you they have a season. You want a skin. Uh, you can hope to play as hard as you can in hopes that every time you level up, you get a chance at that loot box and hope that you get the skin that you've been trying to get. Um, but then at the end, 
if you still haven't got it, your only option as the last ditch effort is to try to buy some loot boxes and hope. No, it's not the hopes. only option. You well, can also buy it with in-game currency. Right. Like, but how do you get Every single currency. one of them. And here's the an important part. An, an I, important distinction is, and I don't mm-hmm. know if this is true for that game, but next year they're going to have the skins again for that season and they're also going to be just a third as expensive they cost three thousand when they come out and next year they're a thousand so they're much cheaper if you actually wait a year yeah so you have to wait a year but in order to get that in-game currency what do you have to do how do you get in-game currency in, in overwatch you open boxes exactly so if you didn't level up and get those boxes, guess what you're doing? Well, uh, as you're a last, boxes. last <laughs> yeah, well, effort. But if you play thing. enough, if you play enough, like for instance, me, I have, I'm level, let's say 500, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, which means I've played a lot. I haven't played a lot lately, but I can tell you right now, I have 10,000 of those currencies. So I can buy mm-hmm. whatever I want. I don't right. feel like it's, ungenerous in any way so you think and, you've got 250 plus hours in that game oh yeah all right well, there yeah, we go. i but, think right 250 <laughs> plus hours for real is not a problem we, we, i don't we, think that's problematic we don't we don't have the data uh though if if this is like if you don't get it it's going to be gone forever or right. is it ultimately and also uh, what i really lo- don't like is the stress i know that if it's in with the exception of like maybe five skins in the entire game, which is BS, but still acceptable in Overwatch. In this, it's like, um, do you miss out forever on the chance if you don't do this? This is a metric that I don't know about. Uh, but um, it feels very sure. stressful. <clears throat> Feels well, we'll, um... like they're trying to squeeze money out of people, which is why people are upset. It doesn't matter if that's their intention or not. Obviously, right. it is, but that's how it feels to people. That's why they're angry. And, yeah. you know, there's that one side of some people don't give, give a damn, but some people do, and they feel forced to spend money. Or, and the, my primary thing is, is this making people feel bad? Is this make stressing people out? And it feels like it is, and that's why I have a problem with it. Well, we'll 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 see because I, I I think I think that there's a lot of uh, uh, people that complain about everything, you know. Uh, yes. So True. I, there's not enough real information to find to to, to see exactly what's going on. At least, at least not from this article. Uh, the way I understand it is that you can unlock everything um, at 250 pl- uh, hours plus, and if that's the case, then that's fine. What I don't like is when things are are under a time constraint, and then and then you you cannot get it at, uh, at all after this, right? So, I, so my example is going to be the uh, the siege things where you have to you have to buy these pieces these packs that only give you a chance to get the things you want no when i i if you give have a skin i just want put it available and let me just buy the thing i want <laughs> you know what i'm saying i think that's better 
Uh, I don't like the whole the whole buying for a chance thing. I I think that's BS. But I you know, I'm whatever. sorry I've drawn this topic out so long. But like, oh no 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 no, that's that's fine. Publishers squeezing money out of 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 people. It's it's a big is, it's a is big deal. Really incenses me. It yeah. makes me angry because <laughs> I don't like being stressed personally, and it just. I am sort of a completionist. This is this touches a nerve with me. It's I'm sorry, I, 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 and it's good. What it is is is, uh, is finding that that fine balance, and it's going to be a, uh, an issue forever in gaming now, <laughs> because companies will will but they're trying to, to push that limit all the time. Oh, I, they're always the going point. to right, and they're always going to try and find new ways. <laughs> right enough. So yeah. it's good to so, keep a to keep an eye on, and it's good <laughs> to talk about. But um, Ty, move us on. What what else do we got? All right, so new stuff. This is actually pretty exciting. I, I I didn't hear about this until Buddha posted this on our little doc here. But it looks like Microsoft has published what could be initial designs for a new controller that is focused on the new Xbox Scarlet streaming platform. It looks kind of like a Nintendo Switch controller in a way. Uh, this one will be really difficult for people who are listening on Spotify because they can't see what I'm looking at. We'll post the links on the website. Obviously, Manny's been doing that, and it's been great. Uh, but we're seeing a couple prototypes here. Uh, you know, half of the sticks on one side, buttons and sticks on the other side, a screen in the middle. So it, it looks like what would be a versatile controller that attaches itself to your phone when your phone is in uh, landscape mode, right? So you tilt your phone 90 degrees sideways, and then you attach these controllers to the sides of it, and now you have you know, something very Switch-like, but an Xbox. And so this could potentially be how they go about making a good controller while you're streaming games to your phone as a part of this new Xbox streaming service. So that could be really cool. Um, this was something that excited me when I looked at it, you know. Um, now, they said, according to the article, it does say that it's all speculative, right? So they're all kind of... Right, so of these, these, these designs came out as a part of a research paper. Uh, so it was titled, A Versatile Controller Concept for Mobile Gaming. Uh, and then the research paper was spotted by Windows Central, and then it was published here. So anyway, it's, it, it, it sounds like these are prototypes. These right. are potentials. These are, these are, these are our controller hardware team hard at work trying to figure out how to solve this problem yeah but what it does show for certain is the intent and i think that's exciting right right uh so that's so, really cool. there's two pictures actually did you see the second one? yeah there's a number of them here so there's there's ones that have uh just the joystick and the buttons on them as kind of like nubs that you put on the side i don't like that my big hands wouldn't like that and then they have ones that are a little bit more. They have ones here that look a little bit like they sawed an Xbox controller in half and then just put it on each side of the phone. And I think that would be much better for me. It looks well, ugly. <laughs> it looks derpy. I mean, I don't. Yeah, that doesn't bother me as much. The nubs, no, like no, the the, just, the ergonomics of the little nubs, weird, bother me a lot. Fitting at the same time. Yeah. Somehow. I, it I reminds me of the works. Switch, really. I mean, if you. Yeah, then that's the point. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, it's pretty much. I mean, you know, instead of Joy-Cons, they just... Yeah, yeah, it speaks to Nintendo, right? They were ahead of the game. Oh, yeah, yeah. Nintendo's Nintendo like, mm -hmm. off NAR. Practicing. Too so bad they, they, they're losing their share. Uh, well, when it goes to mobile gaming, Nintendo has owned it forever. And they, just, they they've moved their core 
console in the direction of mobile, which it was, which is really mm-hmm. brilliant on their part. On the they go. made some good choices, but the Wii, like the Wii controller, everyone tried to copy that afterwards. Oh yeah, right? they no, probably yeah. did it better too. But you know, they were the first to introduce it to the market, at least. They're they're uh, one thing about Nintendo, they are not afraid to try new things. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No. They put everything yeah. on the line. They they try some things that that are really out there and uh and more power to them. You know, Nintendo is a one mm-hmm. uh, is a great company for for that. I uh so th- this uh these pictures that we're looking at and again, these article the, uh, the articles that we're looking at are going to be on the website, the hardcorecasuals.com on the podcast notes. Uh, th- this is all part of the same thing. There's five pieces to this, right? So you have the the little square nubs, the pads with the actual buttons. Oh yeah, the, I the see pieces that, now. that you hold, so you can add that to it if you want it. Right. And then that makes it much better. The centerpiece that you can charge. There is a there is a charging part or dock, and you can use that same thing to clamp onto. A phone or or a tablet. I think when you tie this idea, like this might not and and likely won't be the end product of what what we get, right? But it gives us an idea of what they're looking at. This combined with the uh, their statements on XCloud of being able to stream all of your your games on any device that you have, phone or tablet. That's freaking, that's like really powerful stuff. That's potentially game changing, uh, um, you know, uh, uh, for, for how we, how we approach games, how we actually access our games. It's exciting. It's exciting. Just, you know, and, Pretty uh, cool stuff. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we'll the, the, go we'll check it on. out, man. Check it out. Go check it out. <laughs> All right, moving on, ladies and gents. Uh, this was kind of an interesting one. So it turns out that uh, uh, Ubisoft is removing blood, gambling, and sex references from certain maps of Rainbow Six Siege. And it's like people yeah. aren't happy about it. I saw this this morning for the first time. So, I was so really there are a upset. couple instances of like graffiti in the game. There are slot machines in the game. There's some some risque neon lights. There's some blood splatters. And a They're lot of it's been the wiped away or covered. They're all on uh, the clubhouse. One, the Japanese, the, the one of them is on the Japanese. Is that one in Tower? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bro. Um, but anyway. I don't, all right, all it's right. one blood splatter. How much blood do you spill? That's what I'm mat? saying. Come on. This is so silly, bro. I'm so sorry. It's so stupid. <laughs> like, this is an 18-plus game. This game could never be anything more than 18-plus, right? There, it's there's be no Fortnite way. before you know it. That's there's what I'm no saying. way. And it's like, come it's on. It's so dumb. People aren't going to die by gunshots. They're going to be, like, teleported well, from well, a little, little thingy. <laughs> The one, the one thing on the map is the blood splatter. First and foremost, you're running around shooting people. This is the point of the game. It's you know really what I'm gory. And really yeah, gory. so if they're taking away the blood splatter, are they going to take away the blood trail that you leave? You know, 
to let you know to, to let people know what where, where where you are when you get down. I guess. And to be honest, the, the first time I saw that, I was like, "Oh my, oh my God, this is bloody." It's like that blood trail is oh, freaking yeah. for real. I know why the blood stain is removed now. Germany. Germany. Well, Germany's censorship laws doesn't allow you to have blood. Like this that. is on this is well, on this the is, Asian version. This is right. Germany. Well, they right. they say they're just they, doing it to everyone. Right. Yeah. Right. So because they want to comply with what's going on in the Asian territories, they're just going to well, make does, it one does bill. Does China have anti-blood splatter laws? I apparently, apparently they've got. Uh, apparently, they don't like uh, you know. Sex, drugs, and rock and roll. I mean, you know. Apparently not. But bro, but but look, look at look at the first picture. The one picture is a skull, and there's like, oh, this that's Uh that's too risque. Too risque, man. Skull. Scary. It's evil. And then they, yeah, they have it with a guy in a mask. But at the same time, they let you run off and kill each other with guns. With huge (laughs) amounts of blood, by the way. Yeah, yeah. I I don't get it. And and so, like, instead of a knife, you're gonna use a fist now right it's it's to comply with the laws that they aren't in from the start there's probably some uh they're probably gonna if it isn't already in they're gonna have a an option to disable the gore and everything as well and the blood if it isn't in already is it uh, there is no no option to turn to turn that off they might that's gonna be in in the 100 percent Seems and like that would be easier to do. Now, to make a- I mean, this is on the map. They're going to do both. Trust me. Right. If they're doing this, they're doing the other thing as well. Mm. So they're basically, <sighs> this is just the maps and they're removing these things that might be offensive. And then they're going to have an option in the game that toggles the gore and everything off. I'm, I'm concerned. 100%. What about the neon picture? I think I think they actually went the opposite way. The one is actually more risque. You you have the the neon picture of the of the uh, dancer on the pole, neon pole, right? And then you have um, what is clearly preparation for the shocker. Um, I, think- <laughs> I was like, where is he going with this? Oh my god! Isn't it? Isn't it the same hand? Did they just like take the hand no. from the first one? Look, cause look at the Is hand it? in the first one. My fingers can just... be two places at once. <laughs> I nah, I don't know. Well, yikes. Uh, I mean, what? it's it's legal bullshit that just yeah happens to. And I don't know, lazy, not lazy. I'm gonna guess that they. Yeah, I guess lazy, but I, I don't know. Maybe there's, I'm not a, like a, a developer. I don't know how much work it is with these four changes. Is it more right. than four changes? I, I'm I mean, assuming that they're going to look shot. through. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's everything. slot machines on the yacht as well. The, well, the one that's in the ice. Are they going to be gone? Is the whole gambling room going to be like empty? <laughs> no more I, little. I know. Um, I, I, uh, for you uh, it doesn't make sense like like and, and another thing um 
so most of these pictures, and again, you can check out the the articles in the in the the hardcore casuals uh, dot com slash podcast on the <clears throat> on the uh, podcast notes. But one of these pictures here is the slot machines, right? So they have the slot machines. They took them away. They did not replace them with anything, right? So to me, that really changes the map. Actually, as far as uh, drone placement, that's that's a big that's a big deal. That's one of my favorite mm-hmm. spots to hide a drone. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So so that and and they did say later on in the article that there was a clarifying statement on a Reddit post somewhere that they're going to have. They want to try and have as much of a unified game as possible. But that, in some cases, that is not necessarily feasible. So they're going to have region codes where some the game will look slightly different from region to region, which is which is fine to a point. But in in something like this, where there's a physical object in the room and then it's changed from one region to another, what hap- does that change competitive play? You know, mm-hmm. uh, I'm 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 not sure. Uh, it's, it, like if you say if it is as you say now imagine like i said yacht it has an entire gambling room yeah with like tables are they just gonna remove it everything you know or it, are they gonna replace it with similar objects they could put i don't know vending machines there or something i don't know just okay, this is what they need this will solve. This will be the solution to every okay. game ever. Can't I'm wait. <laughs> if if you played the game We Happy Few, right, and you take your joy, everything, everything is run is sun sunshine and rainbows. Oh, everything. If you go and take your your bat and you beat someone to death, but while you're on on joy, you hear hoo hey. <laughs> right blood splatter is like butterflies you know what i'm saying like that's all you need just turn on joy mode and everything is sunshine and rainbows you know what i'm saying instead of instead of like oh you hear <laughs> maybe, you know what I'm maybe saying? they're gonna have a joy mode yeah and everything and- again i'm i'm fully convinced after this that they're probably gonna have a toggle for blood and gore, I I'm I'm sure, I'm, I'm sure. but I would it, rather that because I think make it's so sense silly. Otherwise, it's so but silly it's still, though. Most of it, like is so maybe privileged. it's just the fact that it's they're they're still saying in this that they have different builds for the different territories, anyways, and they would have to because there are different laws governing different parts of of the world, like Germany, for instance, have very specific laws about blood and certain um, pre-modern German symbols, shall we say? Right. And things like that. Right. Uh, so they, there's always been a specific German build for, for AAA games and, and every game, because otherwise they can't sell it in that, you know? Right. And right. also that means that Germany is actually its own region on Steam. <laughs> so I don't know. It seems like a... I think you're onto something, Manny, with like it the fact that this actually changes the features of the map, like the contours, like the layout right. slightly. But the blood spatter is just what but the rest of it okay. 
might make a difference. I don't know. <laughs> Guess we'll see. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I think, the, I think the it's gambling uh, machines in particular. Like. Yeah, physical features is is one thing. Change like if if you if you have keep the 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 boxes or whatever. Take away the freaking slots, and make it like I don't know credit card machines or something you know atms or whatever you know what i'm saying but the the fact that they are there as a physical feature on one region uh, potentially and not in another when you're when you're talking about competitive play i think those things make a big difference you know and i mean all right there's small differences but a bunch of small differences all along the map can 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 lead to a big difference there's a if you think about it there's a lot of that sort of stuff Oh yeah, that's a huge amount, but there are things on a lot of maps. It's funny though; they leave they're leaving all the beers in all the alcohol bottles. Uh, right? Yeah. It's, uh, see again, it's it's a, it, it doesn't make sense. I think it's silly, um, but uh, <laughs> you know, whatever. The next thing they're gonna, change, they're gonna change the game. There's so, like, a Nerf reason; guns. otherwise, they wouldn't have gone through. Oh this yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I, that's understood, but you know. It's stupid. Well, hopefully they don't change it too much. I don't. I hope my version doesn't change too much. You know what I'm saying? Because 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 uh, I like the game as is. Mm-hmm. It's freaking 18 plus game. I don't. You know, I'm running around shooting people. I don't like a little extra blood splatter on the wall. Isn't isn't doing it? Uh, you know, pushing it overboard for God's sakes. I think that's silly. But what do we got next, uh, Ty? Uh, well, this was a big one out of yesterday that I mentioned a little bit before. So yesterday started at the beginning of BlizzCon, which for those who don't know is uh, Blizzard's yearly kind of announcement convention. Uh, so we hear announcements from Overwatch and from World of Warcraft and from uh, hopefully Diablo. Anyway, so there was a lot of buzz around this particular BlizzCon because uh, it was seen on the schedule that Diablo had kind of the keynote spot on Friday night, right? So we know Friday night, keynote means big announcement and so everyone's excited and and keep in mind the people who are at this conference are people who are big blizzard fans people have been following these games for many years and so people are people are hyped right we we got this big diablo announcement today now two weeks ago (laughs) blizzard came out with kind of a pseudo announcement saying guys like we know you're very excited this is a big diablo announcement diablo 4 is it's it's not it they didn't say it explicitly but they pretty much said, like, the big announcement is not Diablo 4. It's coming, but it's not ready. Uh, but anyway, we got to last night, uh, or I should say yesterday afternoon. And the guys get up on the stage, and they get all excited, and Diablo, and boom, ladies and gentlemen, Diablo Immortals, a mobile game. And they basically got booed. Like, it was <laughs> awful. And if you look at the announcement trailer on, on YouTube right now, it's like 6,000 likes and like 180,000 dislikes, thumbs downs. Wow. And, they, I mean, they have just been berated on social media and on news sites. And, like, so many people are just pooping on this idea of a Diablo, Diablo mobile game. And it's not a remake of Diablo 3 or Diablo 2. Like, it is its own standalone title, Diablo Immortals. Uh, but people are pissed and I, I'm kind of bummed that people are treating it so poorly. Uh, but I wanted to, before I share my thoughts and I have some, uh, I wanted to hear what you guys had to say or what your initial feedback was on what could be a cool game, but not the one we may have been expecting. I well, mean, I mean, 
Go go ahead, Buddha, because because uh, you actually play the game. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I mean, That's you know, Benny doesn't play Diablo. I want to put that no. on the record. Benny <laughs> never on the record. I played it. So I take everything here with a grain of salt. So Varian don't know what's going on. He's played Path of Exile. He knows how Diablo works. <laughs> the um, the I mean, the, when you look at the trailer for the mobile game, it doesn't look bad. I mean, dude, it looks cool. Yeah, you know what I mean? There were some things that I saw that I haven't seen in other Diablo games that I was like, yo, that's pretty cool. There's a part where she's like, the I think it's the assassin or I mean uh, the wizard. And I think she's like going down a rope in like a like a dungeon type of thing. Yeah, yeah. The camera shifts yeah, and moves. Yeah, uh, I mean, there's there are parts where the ground moves around, so the uh, the environment is much more dynamic. Right. And so the way I the way I'm looking at this is uh Blizzard wanted to dip into another avenue uh and uh they i guess they just felt like this was going to be a a good game for that to to i don't know to to dive in into that genre but at the same time i'm looking at it like hmm like some of these things would look really cool whenever they do this come out with a diablo 4 so this i think is just uh something for people to chew on until that comes along. I mean, yes, it would have been awesome if they'd have just said, Oh, Hey, by the way, we're, this is what's coming out guys are working on it or whatever, something to just to feed the masses. And I'm pretty sure, you know, it is disappointing that it's a mobile game. Not everybody wants to play something on a mobile, um, but it still looks pretty cool. I mean, you know, it is Diablo. I'm, I'm curious as to what the, how the story fits in with the rest of the lore. Um, uh, but uh, I don't know. I mean, will I play it on mobile? Eh, I might. It would have been awesome if they could have put it on the Switch for me. Then that would have really been been good. Maybe but we... well, they are. Yeah. Diablo three is coming out to yesterday. Well, I mean, but, but I mean, as far as this immortal though, because I, I mean, okay. I, I've got Diablo three. I can I can play that on my console. But if it was a new Diablo game, you know what I mean, that was going to be coming to console, then you know sure. that, that would have been awesome. But I don't know how much I want to play something on my phone. I mean, I do have a couple games, but I don't really, it's not my major source of gaming because I have a switch. So, but it still looks cool. Sure does. So that was kind of my thought. Uh, A lot of people got really upset because this wasn't what they wanted it to be. Um, I think the main pitfall of this whole thing was buttering up the entire audience and putting this announcement as the keynote on Friday <laughs> because you're you're talking to the entire like the completely wrong crowd right this this game is not for the people who are at BlizzCon at the Friday night keynote this is for people who have not experienced Diablo 4 or before uh this is for this is for getting uh people who are into mobile gaming into Diablo because mobile gaming is skyrocketing right now it uh it's right. huge. I mean, it's the, the amount of people playing mobile games this year compared to two years ago or three years ago or five years ago is enormous. And so absolutely, they're going to capitalize on that. And they'd be foolish not to. They just were also foolish to say this was a big announcement that needs to be made in the first you know, hour of BlizzCon because it absolutely does not. This is something that should have been announced, you know, at some point on Saturday or even on Sunday. Or if they really wanted to do it on Friday do this announcement first and then, you know, do that. Oh yeah. By the way, Diablo four is also on the way. And then people would have been just fine. Right. Like, right. 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 Yeah. Right. 
this I, I, this okay. needed to not this needed to not be the main announcement. And I, the I fact lied. That they thought it was this. good enough to be like shame on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I lied. I'm gonna play this. You know why? You because the I saw the necromancer. I, I saw the necromancer, yeah. and that's all I need. Baby. Yeah. Okay. Listen. So maybe I will end up playing. Yeah. <laughs> go ahead, Manny. I have some thoughts too. You have thoughts? All right. My thoughts. And again, I I I I've tried to play diablo 3 like six times i got as far as halfway through and i've never made it so whatever i say you have you not know. even got halfway through lies <laughs> lies you have not got halfway through um so anyway diablo uh i i think if anything i think i think ty is right i think it's really go- going to be something that that people look back on at, as a case study in in how not to announce certain things and and figuring out who who your core audience is and what what's going to get them excited, um, <clears throat> but as a trailer, the trailer looks freaking fantastic. And and this as a mobile game, I mean, straight up, it looks like it can be on console. So the fact that they that they they showed all this this crazy action and then they pull they panned back and they show, hey, this is actually on your phone. I thought that was actually a really cool reveal. And the game itself looks really cool. Um, it's a shame that that it, that it has the the amount of backlash because because really what they're trying to do is just is just get to a new audience, and I think this is a successful way of doing it, you know. But I I do I do think it also it also uh, shows like the significance of of the mobile market, you know, and and oh, yeah. and how <clears throat> these phones are just getting more and more powerful. And and if you take a look at that that uh, article that that we had where uh, Microsoft was was trying to retool their controller to incorporate the mobile market. I mean, all of this, you know, we're in a transition point for gaming where mobile is go- is if not already going to be a huge and an increasing. An increasingly large focus for video game makers, and I and I, I think we we have to recognize that, you know. My thought is this: it just popped into my head. What other major company made an announcement about uh, a mobile uh, game coming to their franchise this year? A mm. three Bethesda, right? But they baked it in with giving us a sneak peek, Fallout 76. That's and... right, man. They were smart. They were like, oh, yeah, mobile game. Oh, come back. Come back over here. Look over right, here. Right, right, right. They, they just dropped everything on us. And I think that's actually why they did it. Exactly that. Because they probably had an idea of the backlash they would get if they just announced this. And it just occurred to me now, like right now. That's probably because they never release anything ahead of time about any of their games. Like Blizzard, they're very tight-lipped, right? Mm-hmm. And suddenly, they even have a bit for uh, the next Elder Scrolls game. It's like, hmm. And now it's pretty clear in the light of what happened here why they did that. And they're much smarter than I am, which you would kind of hope. Because I'm only one, <laughs> but you know, it it was weird why they did why did they do that? It's probably they baked it in. It's like a compliment sandwich, right? Right, right. Yeah, exactly. 
First, exactly. you have Fallout 76, and everyone gets super hyped, and then they push the mobile game in between, and everyone's like, what the fuck is this shit? <laughs> and then they do the Elder Scrolls one, and then everyone's like, yay, we eat the whole sandwich. Right, right. right. <laughs> that's exactly right. That's exactly right. So that's my thought on that. I think I'm curious to see what the reviews look like. Hopefully the people who are viewing it can review it objectively and, you know, not review it from the lens of this should have been Diablo four grumble, grumble. Right. Um, but I think, I think, I think you know, sites like IGN sites like GameStop, I think they'll be able to do that. And I, what I, what I find is a lot of like the main games journalists, they're kind of going at it from this angle too. Where it's like this game looks good, and if you are pissed about it, then it's not for you. Like, right. it's fine. And right. Diablo Four is coming, and the the everyone's treating it like this is bad news because it's instead of Fallout. Or sorry, I keep saying Fallout because it's instead of Diablo Four, but it's not. And so you just got to be patient. It's just the the real pitfall here was was the PR team. So shame on them. If if <laughs> if if they, if people were looking at this trailer. And getting hyped, I'm sure what it is is the is the mobile reveal at the very end because they didn't show that it was for a phone until the last seconds, and it looked oh, really yeah. cool ahead of time, right before. At least at least from what I can see, it looked damn good. So if people are looking at this like, oh man, this is freaking, this is freaking it. This is this is Diablo four, and then all of a sudden you see the phone. What what a freaking bitter. What a bitter disappointment! But but you have to think if this is what they're doing on mobile, what the hell are they gonna do when it comes to a more powerful console and or PC? Dude, Diablo Four is gonna be insane. That that's what I'm insane. saying. Because this mobile um, version looks sick. It really does. If you go and look it at does. it, it looks. Good. I just don't know how it's gonna control. Right. I I I hate using touchscreens for controls because there's zero tactile input. Well, that, I, I think, I think that's, that's where this is one of those games I, I feel that are like right in between in this weird transitional period where games are getting better and better, but the control system is now antiquated and, and we're, we're soon there's going to be more options for controlling specifically on, on the, uh, mobile platform that, that you know combining that with a bridge <clears throat> between the mobile and the and the more traditional controller uh, I, I do want to point something else too sorry go on no no no. go ahead no no i'm done uh it might be weird for you guys to play on console but for pc players we've done the clickety clacks the whole time <laughs> nothing but clickety clacks because you're using a mouse and that's basically even though you have a larger screen obviously right. yeah still, but like you can you can feel the buttons on even on a pc yes. you can you know that's what buttons true. your fingers are pressing that's you true. know when you're clicking and I, like, agree when, I, I tried playing fortnite on my phone and it was an absolute disgrace because i just had no idea what yeah, you don't get were any being feedback yeah, i just didn't that's get fair it. that's very fair so that's my worry but uh, there was worry that Diablo 3 was going to be poo-poo on console, and it came out absolutely excellent and is, in some cases, considered even a better version because of how well they ported it. So I'd like to stay optimistic about how it's going to come to mobile, but I just don't oh, yeah. We'll see. It's Blizzard. Blizzard yeah. are freaking geniuses. That's like, what I'm saying. The they don't make a lot of like actual game in the mistakes. World. This was a PR mistake, but right. they don't make you, gaming you, mistakes. You can right. rag on them as much as you want, but... 
in my opinion, Overwatch is one of the most bug-free, best-optimized games that has ever been made. I agree. And you can play that game on a potato computer and still have it look really pretty good. Uh, so, yeah, so, it's you're right, 100%. They're, I, they're good at what they're they great. do. Yeah. So... Anyway, that is uh, that is the Diablo news. I'm interested to see what else comes out of BlizzCon this weekend. Uh, if anything super duper happens, I'm sure we'll tweet about it, and it'll be fun and exciting and wonderful. So uh, stay tuned for that. But we're going to wrap up with the big news of the week, or at least the big news from our end as streamers. If you didn't see, Mixer has officially announced and has entered what it is calling Season 2, and it's very exciting. So season two, uh, they want to treat it not as like a single release and stop. And if, if you read through this blog post, which we'll have on the website, uh, they they try and message the fact that, yes, there's there's bits of content that are coming out now, but there will be even more coming as the months progress. There's they're, they're, They list out things that we can also look forward to on top of what we got this week. So what did we get this week? We got uh, We got two main things. We got skills and we got spark patronage. So let's talk about both of those. So skills are basically uh, interactive buttons similar to what some streamers have with the use of Firebot or something, but they're built into the Mixer interface. And these buttons can activate uh, stickers or uh, Giphy GIFs that you can put into chat or even awesome things like animations within the chat such as uh, uh, fail whales swimming across the screen or fireworks lighting off. Uh, there's even a really big expensive animation that throws a beach ball onto the screen and, and the entire chat can work together to bump the beach ball up and try and keep it going as long as possible. Uh, and these are all really wonderful tools for engaging people and, and giving them a way to interact with the streamer and with the other viewers uh, at the same time while they're in the stream. Uh, so that's really cool. These are all activated through the use of Sparks. Uh, if you're listening to this and you don't know what Sparks are, it is a currency that you build up as you watch a streamer um, or as you spend time on Mixer, whether it's watching a stream or streaming. Uh, if you are watching a stream, you generally get about two Sparks per minute. Uh, if you are subscribed to that streamer or if you are a pro viewer, uh, you get double that. So there you go, about four per minute. Uh, and these build up over time, and really, people have not had a good sync for all these all these sparks over the past you know two years. Besides uh, streamer made buttons, but now they have something meaningful that does more than just pop a, a sound bite in the background. So this will be this is really cool. But that brings me to the second kind of uh, I, I mean I call it even even bigger thing, and that's the spark patronage. I'm going to read this here on the uh, Mixer site because they put it more eloquently than I do. One of the most rewarding feelings in any community is supporting a streamer. But we know that not everyone who wants to contribute can always afford to do so. Now you can support your favorite streamer without breaking the bank by using Sparks. Earn Sparks just by watching streams, spend them on skills, and this will help partnered streamers reach milestones that give them real money payouts. It's insane. So right now, partners on the stream have a like crystal uh, uh, bar that fills up and has milestones. And as people use Sparks within the channel, whether it's on these skills or on their interactive boards, these bars fill up. And as milestones get hit, they get real money payouts from Mixer. So basically for free on behalf of, of all the viewers. So it's it's super cool. The, the so yeah, what have you, what has your guys' thoughts been on this so far? 
just very quickly on the actual payout, like I was surprised, <clears throat> excuse me, at uh, at how potentially lucrative it can be. So two things on that. Yes, absolutely. It, big money for some of the people who are getting the big sparks. Um, I would expect there to be changes in the thresholds for milestones. These are not set in stone. Because there were some streamers that hit that five million, aka five hundred dollar spark mark, uh, in less than an hour. I mean, just done. But that uh, that's because people are sitting on a million plus sparks sure, as sure. is. Yeah, and when you have streamers that have five hundred people in chat, it takes exactly one thousand sparks from everybody, aka like two stickers, to hit it. I mean, done. Uh, and so that happened very quickly for some. Uh, so I would expect adjustments there. And then number two, and this is, I think the bigger point is that sparks do not accumulate nearly as quickly as you think they do. Uh, and so yes, the economy right now is on fire. And so people are making a lot of cash just from all these sparks being spent this week, but this bar resets every Thursday, every seven days, it, it, it gets zeroed out no matter where you're at back to zero. And so, uh, that means that you're going to have to make that climb every time. And it's not going to take very long for the people who are sitting on a million to, to, to go right back down to zero because um, watching and gaining sparks is not very fast. So I would expect the economy to, to level out here very, very quickly. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. think, you know, um, I, and I actually just looked at it. Um, I thought that you got sparks for every every stream you had open. No, that's, that's definitely one. not. Nope, you get sparks for being not on Mixer. Yep. One and done. One stream or one and 100 streams right. do not matter. You get either two or four a minute. I think it yep. is. Right. Is it every minute? Every minute. It's every yep. minute. Uh, yep. Ooh, it might be every five. Maybe it's no, no. I think it's every minute. For every five minutes, you learn, earn 10 XP. For every minute you watch, you earn two sparks, but I earn four. If, you, if you're pro, pro, right. Now there is or potential of eight. Or if you're in a stream where you're subbed, you also get eight. Right. 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 Then you Each get a minute you watch, bonus. you'll earn two sparks. Spend them to right. interact with streams, unlock new emotes, get XP boosters, and more. XP boosters? What? Well, Mixer has an experience bar that is what affects your level. You know, everyone has a level yes. on Mixer. I know. But I know they're looking at that again because experience and your level have virtually no effect on your No experience. meaning on anything. Well, well they the say only, they The only now. thing I see now is, yeah, some skills are level locked. And so, like, I can't even do the freaking beach ball, which makes me sad. You can't. I've done the beach ball three no, times. I'm not, I'm it's level, level 100. I'm level 96. Oh, you need to step up your lurk game, baby. <laughs> I mean, how many hundreds, if not thousands of hours have I streamed in the last year? Jeez. You got to get Furious. to lurking, baby. I'm 117. There's no excuse for that. Oh, my God. <laughs> you knew. I'm level 120. Get in the game. Oh, my gosh. What? Yeah, I think I'm 107. Oh, my gosh. I think All I'm right, 107. So a couple more things. Um, these are uh, hashtag soon. 
Uh, a new currency is being introduced into Mixer. Embers are on their way. Celebrate and show your support with Mixer Embers, a new virtual currency that you can buy with real money and use on high-value skills. Embers can will be a paid currency that goes a step further than Sparks and provides your favorite streamers with direct financial rewards and bigger celebrations. So new, new uh, uh, skills are coming and they're gonna be activated by embers. If you have spent any time on Twitch and know what bits are, I would assume these are highly equivalent to bits. Hmm. Uh, no word yet on if you can just directly donate bits or embers, or if you have to no. spend them on these skills, I don't know. Uh, we even even partners have not been given the the full lowdown on on the deal with embers. Well, they so I'm have. Curious to see how that some comes some out. the MDA is all I'm gonna say. <laughs> you can't talk about it even if you know. Yeah, even if I did, I couldn't give you the lowdown. But uh, I, I know so very little about these. I don't know if you even can say actually. If you've I can say that I know. I'm, I'm allowed to to. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's fine. Don't worry. No, no, but no, no. They, uh, they, yeah. This is this is a big mystery for me. Besides what they've told us here, so pretty much they've told you what I know. I just uh, want to point. It's very it. exciting that that embers I, are on their way, and and hmm. bits finally have an equivalent. I know that the presence of bits, the ability for people to use bits, and the ability for streamers to receive bits, has actually been one of the main talking points for some streamers um, picking up their bags and moving over to Twitch from Mixer because there wasn't a good virtual currency that is you know, easy to donate in small amounts. And then also a big thing is that um, bits and embers uh, are protected, AKA they can't be charged back. Uh, and so that's a big deal for a lot of people. And- uh, Oh yeah, definitely. So yeah, because I, I with- I do the, want to point something, oh, go on. Sure, yeah, what, go what's ahead. that, what's that? Uh, now I'm not a partner, but if you look, at the announcement video, seven <laughs> seconds in, <laughs> bottom of uh, the there's a three co stream, and bottom right is me. That's right. That That's right. Footage Our very own. Least it's you. Did you did, did you see did you see that that in the video, uh, Ty? I don't think I noticed it was silver. It's seven it's, seconds. It's me. On seven I, see, I see him now. Yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> and that that footage is I'm, I'm going to think very carefully. It is at least a year old. OK. That is and funny. obviously VODs are not stored for more than two weeks for right. non-partners, which means they've been sitting on my material, which is obviously <laughs> they have a right to right that's interesting uh for really at least a year at least because so those still two have access, other people right. that's how long ago it was since i co-stream with because them. even if it's a partner that you're streaming with their vod would not capture your co-stream it would just capture theirs yeah they've been sitting on that footage they picked up that footage yeah, it makes me think they captured this whole window for something else a long time ago. I don't know. But I, don't know I mean, obviously, awesome. Uh, yeah. when, I can, when I can apply for partnership, that is going to be quite a thing to put on your resume. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm you in see the another freaking friend. video. You see, uh, you see Moto. I think the first streamer you see is Moto, right? 
I'm pretty sure. Oh uh, yeah, she's right there at the Moto very beginning. and then Anto Tinkerbell is right before us. You know, so so Moto, Moto you see a lot on the on on the videos. I think she's uh, you know, I love Moto. I really do. Yeah. I feel like she's very representative of the community yes. that Mixer's trying to build. Yeah. Yeah. It, very awesome. such such a Second sweetheart. Second person to ever ra- raid me. Really? Oh, nice. Yep. And uh and she's so like family friendly, which is which is so mm-hmm. cool, you know. Mhm. Family great. friendly. Uh you know, wonderfully positive, accepting of new people uh yeah just all around wonderful yeah. person yeah she's she's, but, she's a great flag bearer if you will mm-hmm. that's exactly yeah they think that's a good term i wanted to use but but here's the thing like what i'm interested in because i've noticed a tendency of a lot of my friends and i have a lot of partnered friends a lot of people who've been on this platform for a very long time starting to dip their toe back into Twitch. Right. And they knew about this. Yeah, and we've seen so it. why and, are uh, they doing that now? Um, I'm, I'm talking now. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, and so... It's, uh, hmm. So the two partners, uh, my boomstick and Nighttide, actually have done a couple of podcasts about this whole thing over the past uh, couple of weeks. Actually, it's been very recent. If you haven't checked it out, Boom in the Night is the name of their podcast. It's also available. Uh, and those guys are definitely friends of the stream. Uh, uh, Nighttide is actually one of the guys who even introduced me to streaming itself and, and the Xbox streamers and, and such. So I would definitely recommend checking them out. They have some really good thoughts on this. Uh, but yeah, it's... I think there's a lot to unpack with that silver, uh, and we could spend another two hours talking yeah. about. I'm just platforms. saying there's something else going on as well, which is interesting. There was one more one more hit on the season two that I wanted to touch on real oh, quick. Oh, go for it. It go says for it, go it's for not, it. not not coming for a minute. Uh, they they say coming 2019, which is a little a little vague, uh, but they're going to have streamer channel specific progression for viewers. So on other platforms, I'm going to read this here. On other platforms, there are really only two forms of status in a streamer's channel. You are either a subscriber or you are not. But we all know that isn't really a complete picture of someone's loyalty and value to a streamer's community. Your status in a community should represent more than just your financial contributions. The Mixer progression system will reward your entire engagement with a streamer's community and on Mixer as a whole. Level up by participating in chat, using skills, earning applause from other users. Stay tuned on how that works or simply coming back each day. Show your support for the community and unlock new skills and stand out from the crowd through progression. So you're basically going to level up within stream and people are going to be able to send like plus ones to you and then this level up and your your status within the, the stream is going to have a visual effect uh, uh, on, on your spot in chat, right? So it's gonna really reward people who are in chat all the time and are participating in chat all the time, but may not have the money to subscribe. So uh, I really, really like this idea. I'm really looking forward to being able to reward the people who are active uh, without saying like, hey, I wanna give you all this extra stuff, but you gotta be a sub to have it. So that's really cool. Um, A lot of this stuff is hashtag soon. Uh, Other things that may be coming uh, uh, also soon, automatic bitrate switching. Um, more FTL and RTMP standards for uh, the actual active streaming, which is good if you are familiar with how OBS works. That's also awesome for us. Uh, and then they're adding new features for uh, reporting issues and stuff as well. And I'm sure there will be more along the way. But 
we're already off to an amazing start. I mean, this this Sparks patronage is, has been awesome for a lot of people already. I've been having a blast with it. Having people be able to add gifts and sounds and stickers and uh, fireworks and stuff has been really, really fun. And I think Embers, Embers really are going to be a game changer for how monetization works across this across the site. So, anyway, for pay that, for for partners. Well, for now, uh, and I, I don't, I don't think. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, for now, the initial release is going to be with partners, like and that's always how these things are. The only thing that I've heard that is positive for everyone else, and uh, don't get me wrong, this is great, but the only thing that I've heard so far that is something that might be positive for everyone is the level up system. If it works for everyone, and we don't know that. Now, I don't want to be like a downer, but there's been a lot of people are actually angry because, <laughs> of course, they are. But like right. the fact that it's only everything that ever comes is only for partners. Yeah, like but everyone for everyone else, this that they've done is basically meaningless. I I think uh, as a as a streamer, right. I I understand that people are complaining about that, but I think it's silly to be honest. You know what I'm saying? First and foremost, like the partners, partnered streamers are 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 clearly they're they're just taking it more more uh, more seriously, right? You know, they've proven that they that they have a real desire to go in and make something of the actual platform, you know. And uh, and really to, to take you know to to make a better product. Why wouldn't you uh, give give the the benefit to to those guys? You know what I'm saying. And and as as it goes along, like on Mixer, it's not that crazy. It's you know like two thousand followers. Like that's not that crazy. But some people don't want to be partners. Well, that's true. But why complain? <laughs> you know like, what I'm saying. Like but I don't, if you do, like. There are issues with Mixer that some people feel should have a higher priority than they do because there's some, and we all know this, that Mixer can be unstable sometimes and stuff like that. And I, I love Mixer, don't get me wrong, but like, I think some people feel like maybe they should have Instead of like always forging ahead and doing new things, they should come back and actually fix some of the problems that are, uh, you know, prevalent for some streamers and maybe a lot of streamers. So like, um, two things. You had a little bit of context here. I think uh, talking talking platform specifics is, is again, we're creeping into a, another topic that we can mm -hmm. spend another hour on. Uh, but just to touch on it quickly, uh, it's important to understand that things like stability and things like Spark patronage uh, are not mutually exclusive. Uh, I, and what I mean when I say that is that uh, the fact that we got Spark patronage or the fact that we got stickers uh, does not mean that they were spending their time only doing this and not doing that. You're looking at right. two very teams creating two very different pieces of work. But I'm and just so bringing I know, up. I know from direct conversations with uh, developers, with owners, with staff, like stability and understanding how the platform works and what's best and optimization 
is on their minds and on their calendars and on their KPIs and on their their to-do lists every day of the week, every month of the year. That, I mean, that is always happening. The problem is, is that those steps forward uh, are either slow uh, or they're invisible because you'd never notice when things are working. Yeah, and that's fair. I just want to so, bring that up. This because, is not a this is not a yeah. this instead of that situation. However, I do understand uh, some of the feedback that people have been getting, especially um, uh, the lack of patronage for for people who are not partners. It feels like uh, the spending of Sparks in a non partner channel feels like it's going into a hole, yeah. uh, and that has already been addressed. And they are working on on ways to make it so that being a non partner still has value for people here. Well, so, see, that's awesome. That's good news. I just want to say that I've actually, I streamed and I actually told people to not spend sparks on me and go was, spend them on I, a partner. I, yeah, I did the same. Like like last night, I was humbled and I was grateful. Yeah, I'm, and I'm extremely I said, grateful. And I said, please, but please, please, like, it's not going, like, either A, like, Lord willing, I'll be a partner one day. And and then then you know save those sparks. If you have any sparks, you can hold on to them for for you know Lord willing, Lord willing one day. But um, or just give them to another partner because like you're right. It felt like I felt guilty for accepting the you know the sparks. You can't not accept them. Well, I, that's what I'm saying. You can't not accept can, them. Right? I felt turn guilty off, for. You can turn off the some of the skills except for the stickers, so you can make it impossible for people to like bulk just contribute right so i can like right. i can turn off the fireworks so people can't drop ten thousand at once but i can't keep them from spending a hundred at once right no but like i obviously i don't have like a million people in my chat it's it's my friends and they yeah. they want to make me happy but it actually even though i'm very grateful it just felt like please please just go and spend them on on one of my friends, because I have a lot of partner friends and they're really awesome. And this is actually real money to them. Mm -hmm. Right. And that is just, uh, but I mean, again, I'm just bringing people things up that I've like seen and, you know, you know, whatever, what this is everything that they do. Like we've had co-streams, we've had FTL, we've had, um, so many different things that are awesome and with interactives that are awesome and unique. And by the way, if you push buttons, like the regular interactive buttons that spend sparks, that also gives the streamers. Correct. Spark, Correct. Which is great right. and important. But so if, if you have a button that's like 10,000 and someone pushes that, you get 10,000 if you're a partner. Yep. So that's great. There was a, there was a short moment in the very beginning where Firebot buttons were not contributing to that, uh, but that's already been patched. So that's good. awesome. But again, I'm just like, it's awesome. I can't wait for what else they do, but it's not right. I just, it's not all sunshine, but anyways, I, it, it in the whole, finally they're done with this. And it is a real profound step forward. For yes. the platform. It's awesome. And I'm really happy about it. And I'm going to hold on to my sparks until Christmas. So, huh, I still have <laughs> 1.2 million. There you go. Nice. Um, uh, but I, anyway, that's what I got for you guys. That's the news for me today. 
I'm gonna wipe my hands of this and pass oh, it on to go. the team. Let you guys um, take over. I think I think as far as time goes, we are basically our back our backs are up against the wall. I'm going to say uh that we're really we're really gonna have to, to have to call it. <laughs> this is gonna have to hmm. be an episode uh from here. However, however, we're gonna keep we're gonna keep silver on the line for a little bit. And we're just gonna talk more specifically like about about silver, um, who he is, you know, how he started streaming the whole, the whole bit. Cause he, silver has been my, like one of my, the first mixer friends that, uh, that I, uh, met here on the platform, you know, and he's been on the platform, you know, for the longest, as far as everybody on hardcore casuals, he is the, the grandfather as far as mixer experience you know, or beam <laughs> experience. Right. Um, so, so I'd love to, to pick his brain and we're going to talk more about Mixer, the platform, uh, and, and more about the, uh, uh, Sparks and the season two and what that actually means. This will play sometime over the holidays, uh, um, late November, uh, or December. So keep an, uh, keep an ear out for it. But until then, ladies and gentlemen, Thank you so much. Um, Later. We really, we really appreciate it. Head on out to thehardcorecasuals.com. Check out the the Patreon, thehardcorecasuals.com slash Patreon. Support us if you if you can, if you feel it in your heart. Uh, we definitely appreciate it. Uh, it'll it will allow us to continue to to fund the the podcast and our future uh, projects and or endeavors. Uh, ladies and gentlemen. Until next time, peace. Goodbye. Bye.